When a preacher says, I'm not going to keep you very long. <laughs> don't believe it. Don't believe it. But I'm not going to keep you very long because I believe God has demonstrated our vision as a community of God's people heading on into this new year and way beyond this new year. You know, when we look across this community, we see what God has done. And every born-again Christian is a miracle of God's grace. Every born-again Christian has that story to tell of the difference Jesus has made in their lives. And this weekend we had, yesterday, we gathered together for the first of our deeper conferences. And it was a fantastic opportunity for us just to hear the Word of God from Stephen, to hear powerful testimony from Eno, to worship together. And this morning we're sort of carrying on there as God demonstrates among us His plans and purposes for us to go deeper into the things of Jesus, to get to know Him better, to be better equipped in the world, but to enjoy the journey. <clears throat> so many Christians know nothing about enjoying the journey. And we need to stand against that. We need to be those who enjoy the journey and show the world that you do not need to be a misery for Jesus. Yeah, well, that fellow deaf ears with some people. <laughs> it's a sort of appeal. If you're a misery for Jesus, stand up. But the demonstration of the freedom that God wants for us as a community, not to be stuck in our structures. And God has very much blown those apart this morning because we come in with a, an idea of where things might happen or how things might happen. And God comes and does something. And God did something very special this morning because I, I went to the loo. Yeah, I know. And I returned. And when I returned, there's a, a line of dancing going around the congregation. This is absolutely fantastic. Then that this can just spontaneously happen within the people of God. And I believe that's a hallmark. It's just an indication of the freedom God wants us to enter into. It's not about dancing. It's not about shouting. But it is about being free enough to demonstrate our love for Jesus in that way at the appropriate time. Do it in the supermarket, you might get arrested. Do it in here and we rejoice together over what God is doing. But there's something happened before that, which really a split second after it happened. Now you'll understand what I tell you. I was coming in to the auditorium with a glass of water. And one dear brother, who's back to me, who, na who shall remain nameless, but it's Stephen, just took one step back, and the war, I was christened afresh. All the way, and of course, wearing a light shirt, it showed. And you know, you go through, what are, and they praise the Lord. And you know what really struck me? Was that as we're coming together as the people of God, now don't do this again. As we come together as the people of God, we ought to be those that when we bump up against one another, it's not water we're spilling, but the Holy Spirit. We are spilling out the Holy Spirit, the presence of Jesus, as we fellowship together, generation after generation. The fact that that was happen happens to be an example from two 
Um, not young men, I shall put it like that. But the illustration remains the same. That we need to be those who, as we bump up against one another, we exhibit Jesus. We share Jesus. Jesus has given us stories to tell. So I am now going to shorten this greatly. We are into the series of deeper, delving deeper into the things of God. Into Jesus. And one passage of Scripture, which I believe is so relevant to us, is Psalm 145. Which again, I believe has been lived out among us. Where Psalm 145 says, I will extol you, my God and King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever. And this is the, this is the clincher. One generation commends your works to another. And as a multi-generational church, we have that privilege. And it's not to be taken lightly. We are an incredibly privileged people, demonstrated by these generations represented. So we had our younger youth there. We had our other people there. And many of us fit somewhere in between, some nearer that end than the other. But we, every person here, you belong to a generation. Did you know that? You belong to a generation. Some of us are the senior end of the generation. Some of us aren't. But we're all part of a generation. And the Word has said, God says, one generation will commend your work to another. What does that mean? It means every one of us has a part to play in establishing what Jesus wants to establish here on the earth. If you are in a generation, you have a part to play. Therefore, all of us are included. And I was drawn to the story of the children of Israel traveling through the wilderness. And we know the story so well. But they're traveling through the wilderness, uh, sorry, from Egypt. They get to the Red Sea. And there's this incredible obstacle before them. And the first response of these people who had seen the most incredible miracles happen the first response as they sort of look back and see what God had done for them, and they look forward to the problem in front of them, is to whinge. It, it, you, know, you know, this shows me the human heart has never changed. We were reminded of that yesterday. The human heart hasn't changed. And so they turn on Moses, and they cry out to Moses in Exodus 14. Now, now this is part of the human story, isn't it? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? No, they didn't. They cried out to the Lord for freedom, and the Lord heard their cry and responded to their cry. But God gave them a miracle. As they're standing there, and the Egyptians are pursuing them, they're standing there in the Red Sea before them, God performs the miracle. And as we read the story, I just find it incredible where it gives this detail. And they walked over. They crossed over on dry ground. And that just shows how much God cares for his people. He didn't say, right, well, you struggle across. He didn't say, I'm going to give you the means, but, uh, you know, you have very thick, deep wellingtons on because the mud will be horrendous. You imagine a couple of million people traveling across the base of the Red Sea. But they cross on dry ground. And these people have a story 
to tell of the miracles leading to their release, of the miracle of the parting of the Red Sea, of the miracle of the dry ground. But there is a new generation. There's a new generation that's been born during the traveling through the wilderness. And this new generation knew nothing through experience of crossing the Red Sea. Their experience did not stretch far enough back to their slavery in Egypt. And now they're standing there at the border, at the crossing of the River Jordan, and God is saying, I'm going to give this generation a new miracle that they can declare my glory for themselves. You see, here we have this generational uh, issue. We've got the older generation, we've got the newer generation. And one generation declares the goodness of God to the next. You know, this was part of the commission of that first generation crossing the Red Sea. They were to tell their children what God had done. They were to tell them and communicate the stories of God's goodness, the miracles He had worked on their behalf. But this new generation, their job was to receive that and to press into whatever God had for them. And I believe that we are in a very, very similar position. But I am very thankful to God that this older generation, uh, and, and I'm nearing it, not, not quite there. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> you know, many of us in this room lived through the days of the charismatic renewal, didn't we? Yeah, that's three of us. We three of us have lived through the days of the charismatic renewal. In, in the 1980s, the 1980s, not the 1880s, the 1980s, the 1990s, a time when churches like Emmanuel were, were born and established. And we have that story to tell of this nationwide sweep of the Spirit of God moving in power and new communities of faith being established. You see, what the younger generation don't realize is that way back there were no churches, there were, well, there were very, very few churches like Emmanuel. <laughs> Some people out there think that's probably a good thing. But for us, we come and we can take for granted what we have, and yet we, in those days, did not have the ability to come to a place like this because Emmanuel and church like simply did not exist. We were not established here till 1980. And for those of us who became Christians in the early 70s, it was a battle with traditionalism. And God had to lead us out of, the Egypt, out of the Egypt of traditionalism. He had to lead us out of the Egypt of religion into this new promised land. And we enjoy the favor of God in this way today. And we can tell the new generation stories. We can tell how God worked in those days. But this new generation, God wants to give you a new story. And I believe that is all what was, what was happening with this generation as they looked at the, uh, I'll get the Jordan, so easy to get the two mixed up here, create total confusion. As they looked at the Jordan, there is an obstacle in their path. There is a mass of water standing in their way. And perhaps they had memories of the stories that the parents had told them, but they had no first-hand knowledge of crossing the Red Sea. And here the Jordan is. And God says, I am going to give a story to this new generation that will tell of my glory throughout the earth. 
and the waters are parted. Read it. Read this. A fantastic miracle that God works on behalf of this new generation. And they walk. And they walk across. And what does it say? And they passed over on dry ground. And as we look at the work that God is going to do in these coming days, through this rising generation, I believe there's a story for us older ones to tell. There is a nurturing for us older ones to give. There is support for that new generation. We all have a part to play in this. But as the new generation rise and come into all that God has got for them, there will be differences. You see, as we look at these two stories, we see there are some common things. Water parts, ground is dried. Fantastic. But when you look at the story, there are many, many things that are different. Look at those two stories. And I believe God is saying to us that as this new generation rises up to take hold of the challenge that God puts before them, there are some similarities with what has happened in the past. So I do not believe that we will part from, her, from some of those things. So they're the work of the Spirit. There's the gifts of the Spirit which we're going to be looking at in these coming days. And this sermon is meant to be an introduction to our new series on gifts of the Spirit. So please just tick that, will you, when we, when we get home. It hasn't worked out quite that way. But there will be those things that are common. We believe speaking in tongues is a common experience all through history since the day of Pentecost. We believe that every spiritual gift has been available to every generation of God's people as they have sought Him. There will be similarities, but there will be marked differences. And I can't say what they are because they haven't happened yet. But one of the challenges, I think, for us in that older generation is to release the new generation to experience God in a way that He has for them. We're not imposing our old ways upon a new generation, but releasing a new generation into the fullness of what God has got for them. And I firmly believe this, that that new generation, and you decide where you are, actually. We can self-identify in this one. Just I thought I'd get a bit of modern jargon in there, you know. Which generation? You, you can identify with that generation. And as the new generation is raised up, we do not want to limit this new generation by what happened 30, 40 years ago. And some of us need to be lifted out of our history into the new work that Jesus has for us by the Spirit. And, you know, and I'm as guilty as... Any of us older ones. <laughs> it is so easy to think that what happens in the future has to be the same as what happened in the past. And that is not the heart of God for His people. He has a new adventure for a new generation. There will be things that are common. There will be things that are similar. But there is that new adventure, folks, which will not be determined by the restrictions of the past, but will be released by the Spirit of God. And you, as a new generation, will achieve more for the kingdom than we have so far achieved. Amen? Amen. Now, if you don't, we're wasting our time. If our heart is not to seek to press in deeper into the things of Jesus, if our heart is not to press in and achieve more for Him, then we're playing at church. And when we start to play at church, the result is decline. And many, many churches have gone on that road because they failed to continue to press in 
to what God has got for this next generation. I believe that's what we were saying in the book of Acts. I couldn't have a sermon without referring to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost. We're not going to give time to read it. But, you know, the Spirit of God falls, and that is that first generation. But then by the time we get to Acts 11, sometime later, Peter is explained to the church of Jerusalem his experience with what we can in essence think of as a new generation of Christians being raised up. They were not in Jerusalem. They were not there on the day of Pentecost. And God has this new work. And Peter explained to, him 11, to the apostles in 11, Acts 11, 16, said, I remembered what the Lord said, John baptized with water. You will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So if God gave them the same gift as he gave us, who believed in the Lord Jesus, who was I to think I could stand in the way of God? In other words, what he's saying is he's experienced the coming of the Holy Spirit upon a people who were not Jews and not in Jerusalem. There were common things. Read through the story. And there are things that are common, but there are also things that are missing. So we have the day of Pentecost. Fire. Wind. Never mentioned again in Scripture but their experience of those coming generations was equally as valid and equally as powerful and they won the world. And we, of that older generation, must release the younger generation into an experience that will be similar but will have incredible differences. And you know the prayer for, for, for many of us is, let not the younger generation repeat our mistakes. You know, when are the, I want to come back to the whole thing of, of grumbling in a minute. <clears throat> well, no, not in a minute. I'll come back now. Now, this is not in the notes. But when we read through the story of the Israelites journeying through the wilderness, the thing that was the biggest issue for Moses and for God was grumbling. Now, if we were to write a list of sins, we may or may not put grumbling on because we get hung up on other things. But the reality is the people of God rob themselves of fulfilling God's purposes for them because of their attitude to what God was doing or their attitude to what God wasn't doing according to their timetable. A lesson for all of us to give ourselves afresh to what God wants to do in all of us, in order that a new generation is raised up to press deeper into the things of God. And as we all press deeper into the things of God, I believe we will see the most amazing things happen. And a new generation, helped and supported by the older generation, and every generation in between, will see the glory of Jesus in ways we have not yet experienced. You see, our heart as an eldership is, is not for more of the same. <laughs> it is not for more of the same. We've had a fantastic time this morning, but I believe God has got more for us. And I want us to pray for some people here this morning of this new generation. And I'm going to ask Josh. Where's Josh? Josh Lane. Come along, Josh, because this is Josh's last Sunday with us. Is that right, Josh? Well, if you get prayed for this morning, it has to be your last Sunday. Yeah. 
And I just want Josh just to spend a minute just uh, telling us where he's off to. Because he represents a new generation. Now, if I had my way, I would not allow anyone to leave Emmanuel. But, determined as he is, he's off. Josh. Great. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm leaving to move back to my hometown, um, which is Aylesbury in Buckinghamshire, um, down south, because over Christmas, uh, uh, a job at a local church in my hometown came up uh, as their, their new youth worker, and I went for it, and... <clears throat> Um, yeah, and, and, and they did offer me the job. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that, that's what I'm going back to do. Um, and that starts, um, officially, uh, at the start of February. Um, and, yeah, I guess the, the, yeah, it, it is, it's a, it's a lovely church. It's a, a Baptist church. And I, I used to go to that youth group when I was in sixth form, and it was it was the place where I first experienced the Holy Spirit. Um, and of all the youth groups that I went to, it was for, it, it, yeah, it was probably the only one where the Holy Spirit was really known and loved and desired and sought after. And um, I, that's definitely part of the reason why I'm so excited to be able to go back and uh, hopefully play a role in in some of the the youth hopefully experiencing uh, some of the same thing um, and yeah I'm very sad to leave because I've made a lot of met a lot of incredible wonderful people um, and have a lot of incredible lovely memories in this church and it's been a real home uh, for the last four years or so um, but I'm also excited to go at the same time but uh, yeah that's what I'm doing thank you Josh just there. I'm really encouraged when people are so, say they're so excited to leave. But we have others. If you are a final year student, will you stand, please? If you're a final year student. And I want Lorna to stand. And I want you all to come out here to the front. You see, you've stood now. You've fallen into it. <laughs> I want the band to return. Ryan, if you can, the band can come back. Now, some know what they're doing. If you know what you are going to do after this uh, last academic year, as Josh does, can you put your hand up so we know who, if you know what you're going to do? Walksha? Two. Just two. Where's the three? Oh. Right, my dear, can you come to this end? Now, if you could just move further down there. Just... You, now, this is a sorting of sheep and goats. I'm not going to tell who's who. But these three have determined in God. Yes. God played a part in it. Oh, dear. Oh dear. 
you go there as well, Josh. And now we have these wonderful people who don't know what they're doing yet. (laughs) And some need to have that direction of God. And I hope Lorna doesn't mind, but you just want to say something very briefly. And the key word there is brief. Yeah. Yeah, um, Thank you. Right, now let's move on. (laughs) Good one. Um, Yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) And I think just like, I don't know. (laughs) Didn't expect to be speaking. Um, I know. Thanks, Alan. You're welcome. (laughs) Anytime. I think just God has taught me so much after a period of depression and I had to go home and I had to just cancel all my plans kind of thing. And like, I'm actually so full of joy and so excited because, (laughs) which is so weird for me. Um, But like, God has just taught me so much from like the deepest pit and I have to rely on him to not go back there. And I'm so thankful. So I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm joyful. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lorna. I want us to stand together. We're going to pray. God has a plan and purpose for each and every one of these people. For those who are leaving Durham, his forgiveness is big enough to cope with that. But we hope. (laughs) But I want people to come and pray. I want to pray to Lorna. You know, it's great that Lorna is able to come and share. This is family. This is family. We do not stand and point the finger or judge, we want to get around people and for this new generation to press in to the things of God. So folks, this is open to all of us. I want us to pray. We're going to have one, one song. Aren't we, Ryan? Do you know what it is? Oh, yeah, well, oh, glory. Come on, folks. Come and pray with them as we continue in worship. Then we're going to close the meeting. Let some of the new generation come and pray. This is open. <laughs>